time of the week again. It's time to join Michelle Cummins for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. My name is Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Last day of the month, Curtis. Good morning. Good last morning of the month. It is. You know, I didn't even think about that. It is, isn't it? Yeah, tomorrow's May already. May flowers. Where are they? Actually, they are springing up. Yeah, I've got, I've got some flowers growing in my yard. Yeah, they've already started. Uh, what colors are they? Well, I ha- I don't know, can't remember what they are. Well, for one thing, I have the uh, beautiful magnolia tree in my backyard, you may recall. Um, that one didn't bloom quite as nicely this year. I think the weather wasn't quite ideal for it. It still looks beautiful, but didn't quite look as good as it did last year. And then uh, I've got some other flowers blooming that I, I, I have some tulips, I know that. But after that, I don't know what some of them are called. Well, you need that app that shows you what... Uh, the vegetation is around your property. That would probably be helpful. I remember you telling me about that before. I should probably get with the program and, and get that. Get with it. Just open up that app store and download it today. I'm going to because now, now I want to know what the other flowers are. Some of them could be weeds for all I know. They might be weeds. I'm going, oh, those look pretty. And no, those are actually not good for your garden. Yeah, don't touch it if it's sharp or if it looks like something that may it give you itches, you know? Yes, yes, good call. And uh, I have been feverishly fighting the dandelions already this year because they're my sworn enemy. And uh, I'm doing a good job of keeping those at bay. Is there something you could take for that, probably? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's stuff you can spray on it now. But I find, you know, really... That never really works either. Unless you can get the entire root out of those things, they just grow back. Well, growth is inevitable and change is inevitable. And the season, tis the season, right, for all this change. And I pollen and different uh, things change year after year as far as how it affects you. Is that how, like, I don't suffer from any allergies. I, I'm so thankful, but... I, my brother does really bad, and I know some other people. And sometimes they say some years are worse than others. I guess it all kind of depends. Yeah, I have some allergies to some pollens, and uh, it is absolutely some years it's worse than others. And even, like, for example, when I lived up north where the climate was quite a bit different, I didn't have any allergies up there because they guess the same pollens weren't present. Huh. Huh. And nothing's bugging you yet. This Nothing's year. bugging me this year yet. the uh, The big one that bugs me is I can't. It's uh, the plant's called broom, broom plants. Uh, really, uh, that that's when it really kills me. Ooh, never heard of that one. It's like a yellowy, flowery kind of bush kind of thing. Like a broom? Looks like a broom, yellow broom. Yeah, yeah, like the thing my wife drives to work. I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. Kelly, I'm going to tell on you, Kelly. Oh, I don't know why I use that joke. It always comes back and bites me on the butt. As right it should. <laughs> so we have a special guest on our show today, and uh, actually and not a very uh, local guest, and so, uh, but very property-wise, uh, uh, his name, his AKA name, is The Land Geek. Oh. And He's, yeah, he's so interesting. He's so creative. Uh, and he comes with a lot of knowledge. And as, you know, with, with a real estate show and uh, myself, of course, 24-7, breathing real estate and loving it, and uh, investor. And just he, he comes with some really neat ideas that I wanted to share with our listeners. And so his name is Mark. And he, again, as I say, a.k.a. the land geek. And uh, 
so he's on the line. He's been patiently waiting to, to talk. But, you know, when I get talking, you, there's nobody talking through me. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Hi, Mark. Are you there still? Hi, Michelle. Hi, Curtis. How are you guys? Good, good. How are you? Pulse is normal. Respiration's fine. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you on. And I just really thank you for taking the time because I know how busy life is, uh, and especially for you. And so I, let me, let, I first want to introduce the listeners to you. Uh, not only is uh, Mark the land geek, but he's widely considered the country's most trusted and foremost authority on buying and selling raw, undeveloped land within the United States, the place of my birth. Uh, he has been actively investing in real estate and raw land since 2001 and has completed over 6,000 unique transactions. So Mark's company is called Frontier Equity Properties, and it's an A-plus rated triple B real estate company. Mark has achieved this level of success largely due to his core business philosophy, which is happy customers guaranteed. Mark is the author of Dirt Rich, How One Ambitiously Lazy Geek Created Passive Income in Real Estate Without Renters, Renovations, and Rehabs, the three R's. Mark is the host of one of the top-rated podcasts in the investing category on iTunes, aptly titled The Art of Passive Income Model, which I subscribe to. He is also the host of the Land Geek podcast, Work Smart, Earn More, Learn How, and the Best Passive Income Model podcast. And you don't want to hear any more from me, so let's hear straight from Mark. Mark, what is your current focus, and, and how did you get in 2001 doing this? And share with us all your success, please. Yeah, so if we rewind the tape to 2000, I was a miserable, micromanaged, 45-minute commute to work and back investment banker specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And, guys, it got so bad for me. I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy, and he's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar. He's flipping them online, and he's making a 300% return on his investment. And I'm looking at companies all day long, and a great company, great, has 15, you know, 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow, great company. Average company, 10%. And I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So, of course, I don't believe them. So I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. I go to New Mexico with him. I do exactly what he tells me to do. I buy 10 half-acre parcels, an average price of $300 each. I sell them online. And they all sell for an average price of $1,200 each. It worked, 300%. So I took all that money. I went to another auction where I live in Arizona. And again, this is 2000 There's no one in the room. And I'm buying up lots of acres for like nothing. And I sold all that property, and I made over $90,000 cash. So I go to my wife, and she's pregnant. I said, honey, I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time land investor. And she's like, absolutely not. So I said, okay, okay. So it took me 18 months the land investing income to exceed the investment banking income, and then I quit, and I've been doing it full-time ever since, and I absolutely love it. 
and and like it, it, history is history, and you haven't looked back. I have not looked back. I I continue to do it, and uh, it's it's what I would call the best passive income model. So so how about and your wife? Because she was like absolutely not. So what's her take on it now? Well, we're we're separated now. So <laughs> her take was, uh, you know, she she loves that I'm doing it because now she's she's getting, you know, half the the net the net worth and is very happy. Oh, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Oh, good. Life is funny that way. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the time, she, she was, you know, a little nervous. and uh, But then once, you know, I said to her, hey, look, what's the worst case scenario here? You know, we own raw land. We have an asset that can't be destroyed. There's nothing to be maintained. I'm not filling up the garage with a bunch of stuff. There's nothing to protect. And if I can't sell it, I can always barter. Maybe I'll get free haircuts for a year, free dentistry. And so that that was that's what really kind of won her over. Oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, we I, I know we have to go on break soon, but when we get back, I have to find out how many properties you currently own, as well as do you buy anywhere, everywhere in the US and other areas such as maybe Canada and our area. Uh, great North and 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 some other great um, property, your, like your best deal that you've done. So I don't know if you want to hold on to those questions or or think of the answers when we when we get back. No worries, I got it. All right, so I like that we're giving people a warning now. We're giving them their questions in advance. I like that, Michelle. Yeah, element of surprise. You know that was so yesterday. <laughs> All right, well, no surprise here. We're going to take a real quick break. And we're going to come right back with more right after this. State Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. And I know, Michelle, you want to get right back into the questions with our guest. I do. Thank you. Okay, so how many properties do you currently have, Mark? Not including your primary. So, so uh, you know, I probably own currently over two to 300 properties at any one time. 
that we're, we're constantly buying and selling. We're trying to do a deal a day. So we're trying to buy a deal a day and sell a deal a day. Okay, how many people do you have working with you? Because that would take an army. That's a lot to handle and to manage. You, you know, you, so we have we have a team in the Philippines, and we have a team in Jamaica, and we have a couple of U.S.-based people running the show. Wow. Okay, so where you say Jamaica and stuff. So what, what areas outside of the U.S. and within the U.S. do you mostly look at for this raw land that you don't have to renovate, rent, or, you know, a third R? Rehab. Rodents. Rehab. Yeah, so, I mean, Michelle, let's just be honest, right? Nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd like some raw land today in Iowa, unless you live in Iowa. So we want to focus on the sunshine states, New Mexico, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, California, maybe a little bit in the Northwest, Washington, Oregon, and Florida. Uh, did I say Texas? Texas and Colorado as well. So these are fast-growing states. These are the sunshine states. And, we, you know, I don't do deals in Canada because of the frictional cost of, of doing real estate in Canada compared to the United States. And there's billions of acres available in the United States, and I'm quite comfortable with the legal structure here versus Canada. So that's why I've never ventured outside of, of U.S. land. So the same philosophy that you use, though, could be used with a Canadian doing it in Canada, the same type of thing. No. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you want, I can walk you step-by-step step through exactly how I do it. Okay, so so you mostly focus in the U.S. then, it sounds like, for you personally. I mostly focus. Yeah, I, actually, I only focus in the U.S., but we have clients from all over the world because you can run this business from anywhere in the world. You just need an inexpensive laptop and uh, Internet connection. Oh, and that's pretty much everywhere, pretty much. Uh, so I have... My other question for you was, what is the big, like, what's your favorite or best deal in your eyes? Because sometimes, you know, uh, success is different. It's in the eye of the beholder. So what is maybe one of the best deals that, that you've done, that you feel you've done? So one of the best deals I did I was in Nevada. I started buying six, up 640-acre sections from um, the railroad. I mean, it was actually... Uh, a, a public company that bought all this property from the railroad, and they were a, uh, a, a company that wanted the mineral rights. They didn't want the land. So I came in there and negotiated, hey, I'll buy up all these sections for $30 an acre. And they said, well, okay, that's fine. And I started then subdividing those sections into 40-acre parcels. And so I then started selling those, and I sold those at $500 an acre, and on that one deal, I made over $5 million. How long did that deal take you? Uh, that deal took about four years. That's pretty good return after four years. Now, is that gross or net? That's net. Oh, wow. That's really good, Mark. Okay, so you've kind of explained why land investing is a great choice, because obviously the three R's. But So do you actually close on your properties? And then, like that one, you're you're uh, you're reinventing them to be the best use and getting the most out of it. So you're actually you've got closing costs and you've got selling costs, or do you do a mix of that as well as maybe like flipping, where it's like paper? It's like you you, you bought it on paper, but you haven't closed yet, and so you flip it and sell it to somebody else in the meanwhile before it closes. Which way do you do it? Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you want, I can we can use Curtis as a as a example. Is this going to be a good example or a bad example? Because I'm often used as a bad example. 
Well, I think you're going to be a great example. Okay, let's go with it then. I'm good with this. You're you're in Canada, right? I am. Okay, so I'm going to assume that you you and your wife are vacationing in Texas, and you looked at this 10-acre parcel, and you're like, boy, one day, wouldn't it be great to live in Texas? And so you guys buy it. And then a few years go by, and you keep paying the property taxes on it, and you're like, you know, we're never going to use this property. So you start not paying your taxes. So you start getting notices from the county treasurer saying that if you don't pay your property taxes, you're going to lose that property to a tax deed or tax lien investor. And so I can see this on the public record. Oh, there's Curtis Pope. He owns 10 acres of raw land in Texas and owes $200 of back taxes. So essentially you're advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional attachment to raw land. You're in Canada. The property's in Texas. And number two, you're financially distressed in some weird way because we don't pay for things like our property taxes, we don't value them in the same way. So all I'm going to do is look at the comparable sales on your 10-acre parcel for the last 12 to 18 months. I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale and divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So let's just use easy math and say the lowest comparable sale, $10,000. I send you an offer, Curtis, for $2,500. Now you accept it because for you, $2,500 $2,500 is better than nothing. In reality, 3 to 5% of people will accept your quote-unquote top-dollar offer. Not only have you accepted it, you have to go through due diligence or in-depth research. You have to confirm that Curtis still owns the property. You have to confirm back taxes are only $200. You have to make sure there's no breaks in the chain of title. There's no liens or encumbrances. And you can have this all outsourced to a team in the Philippines for $11, they're connected to an American title company, or you can close traditionally through an American title company. They do all the hard work for you. So, Michelle, I'm going to sell this property in 30 days or less, and it'll make a cash flow. I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? Curtis. Who? No. No. <laughs> no Am I buying my property I, I, back? I'm so confused, Michelle. He's, he's selling me the property. Throwing you for a loop. Okay, let me. I'll, I'll be the one. It's the neighbors. The neighbors. So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy. Protect your views. Know your neighbor. So oftentimes the neighbors will buy it. Oh, now, that's they so pass, true. I'll go to my, right? So I'll go to my buyer's list or I'll go to a little website you guys may have never heard of because you're Canadian. It's called Craigslist. It's the 15th most trafficked website in the United States. Oh, yeah, we know it. We're uh, more Kijiji uh, here, but we know it. We have Craigslist as well, but yeah. I don't don't know. Then then there's another website. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called Meta for Facebook, buy, sell groups in the marketplace. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, you guys have that in Canada? Marketplace and Facebook and, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And then you're going to go to (laughs) landmoto.com. Yeah. So, okay, so that's, I can see that that could be very profitable, and there's a lot of opportunities here. Is that what you, like, what about creating passive income by investing in raw land? So that's what I'm going to tell you. So now the way that I'm going to sell it, I'm going to sell it in 30 days or less, and I'm going to make a cash flow. So what I'm going to do is all I'm going to ask for on my pricing is a $2,500 down payment, and then I'll make it a car payment. Let's say two ninety seven a month for the next eighty four months. So it's a one time sale. I get my money out on the down payment, or I could go six to ten months out, and then I'm getting two ninety seven a month 
Next 84 months, Michelle, no renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this owner's real estate legislation in the United States. So it's a simple game. Can oh. I create enough land notes where my passive income exceeds my fixed expenses, and then I'm like, Curtis, working because I want to, not because I have to. Nice. Curtis, you want to start doing that? <laughs> I, I do, but I'm still, you know, I, I'm not as quick as you, so I'm still three or four steps behind in this process from what you were talking about, but I'll get there eventually. It sounds amazing. Okay, sh- share with us, Mark, how to invest in real estate with no money down. Well, you need to have some money. Uh, you need to have money to send out a mailer. I thought there was so that- I have clients oh. who start with, like, what's that? I thought there was that crystal ball. You just wish for it and it's there no so it does take a little bit of skin in the game then you're saying yeah i started with three thousand dollars i plan to start with five hundred dollars but you need to have some money and that and a lot of people think that the the it's like the get quick uh, rich quick right it's oh no money down you do hear that a lot I always say, you know, it takes your first, you know, down payment of 5% up here in Canada, 5%, right, you know, is the minimum down payment. Uh, and not for raw land, that's different uh, for up here. But if you're going to loan on something 5% down, the prices of things up here are different. But r- raw land, that's why there's there's a lot of aspects here. And I know we don't have time to go into all the fine details because there's there's taxes to think of. There's capital gains tax if, if, if you're going to sell it quickly uh there's there's the gst on raw land and then but if you just go do the paperwork and there so there's a lot of aspects here if you close on it or don't close on it before you flip it or sign it so what else can you share with us quickly because i think our time is about to end and this just went by way too fast yeah i mean i i would say that if you're interested in acquiring u.s land i do think that this is the best passive income model because of the simplicity of it. But I would warn people, there's nothing easy about it. So just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy. And you certainly want to get educated on the process so that you can do it. But I can tell you, um, just a quick story, uh, a client, Roberto Chavez, full-time attorney in El Paso, Texas, and uh, working at a corporate law firm 50 hours a week. In his first year of land investing, he brought his passive income to over $10,000 a month and went from five days a week down to three days a week, helping his dad on his ranch. His second year in land investing, he brought his passive income up to over $25,000 a month. And then his third year, he quit his job, and him and his fiance Maria are now traveling around the world. He's working on his land business part-time, He's created a passive income machine, and he's now got the trifecta. He's got time, money, and energy to live the way he wants to live in the peak of his life. And um, I think it's just a, a phenomenal model. That is, and it's so it can be so successful, and it's a passion. And you've you've thank you so much. You've you've proven that it works, and. You know so many people, obviously, with that story that it has worked for as well. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us and our listeners today. And, uh, wh- like, where can they find you, Mark? 
So I would just go to thelandgeek.com, thelandgeek.com, and from there you can find all these other free resources. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, let's get to Michelle's listings for this weekend. While realtors and VIP pre-approved clients come out to the afternoon tea held at the new listing at 6892 Lowheat Highway in Agassiz, this is the Hochliga Manor probably butchered that, uh, which is uh, Mohawk means Montreal, built in 1909. It's been completely renovated with a new triple car garage and carriage house with views of Mount Chiam. This home and property is priced at $1,998,000, and they're having this special realtor event this Monday between 2 and 4 p.m. RSVP today. Our investor seminar, the first one in our HomeWise webinar series, is by Zoom Friday, May 27th between 7 and 8 p.m. Make sure to register for this opportunity to listen to professionals give their advice on local Fraser Valley investments and strategies to unlock your real estate potential. Now, Michelle has a couple new listings, two commercial prime downtown Mission location, two stories, 1,200 square feet of unique space available for sale now with long-term tenant, a brand new brewery on the first floor off railway, and the main floor off First Avenue is vacant and ready for your ideas. Price at just under $3 million. Then a great building which has been completely renovated with a gold mine, one of a kind, very popular and successful restaurant with liquor license for sale in the Valley for $1.8 million. Inquire today. Five property land assemblies in Chilliwack for future townhouse site. Each property priced at $795,000 to $998,000. Each property can be sold separately as well. Brand new listing in one of the lowest priced attached houses with private backyard views and a single garage you will find for $750,000. This two-bedroom, two-bathroom home can be yours today in the gated community of Tapadera Estates with indoor pool, hot tub, sauna, and access to the Harrison River for kayaking and canoeing. Our open houses this weekend include a three-bedroom, two-bathroom penthouse condo off Tim Street, Unit 360 in Abbotsford. This over 1,300-square-foot condo is uh, open tomorrow between 2 and 4 p.m., so come out to the open house. Also, for a modernized attached home and mission at 7532 Robin Crescent, this four-bedroom, three-bathroom, over 2,100-square-foot home with double islands in the open kitchen is on sale for $1,049,000, and it comes with an in-law suite. This home is open for the public viewing tomorrow, Sunday, between 12 and 2 p.m. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.